welcome back to 216 Baseball, Cleveland Baseball Podcast. His name's Alex, my name's Paul, and if you, like us, witnessed the craziest trade deadline possibly in history, then you're in the right spot. Let's get into it. What's going on, man? How you doing today, brother? I'm doing well. I'm I'm good. I uh, I'm happy to be back and, and recording with you. A little tired today, and I know you were sick yesterday, but feeling a little better is my understanding. So. Yeah, I just got like a big wave of energy after the gym. Big hype. Big hype. Try you'll end up like crashing if people like <laughs> chart out the energy. You're gonna yeah. be like, ooh, because you just ooh. ate too right before yep. this. So you're going to ride this high for a while, and then yep. we'll just watch it like taper off. Hopefully it lasts about talking. like an hour, hour and a half, hour 45 maybe, because this might be a Ooh, longer ep. Uh, yeah. So may, as, long as, as long as I can ride this high for like two hours, then we'll be golden, Pony Boy. Yeah, we're going to be golden. So hey, we got to get into it, TBH, um, because that was a lot to go over, yeah. and it's going to be a whirlwind of emotions. Um, like you said... You know, like the craziest trade deadline, excuse me, good God, um, in history, I would argue most people say that um, just, I mean, literally changing the landscape of MLB. Um, We'll get into it maybe a little bit, uh, but there's enough going on just on the the home front, right, with with the tribe. Uh, And I think it it starts first and foremost, unfortunately, um, that. Well, it was it was the trade deadline itself, right? On Friday, I think yeah. Friday late afternoon that Mandy Bell, one of the beat writers, uh, she always does a really good job, uh, announced that hey, you know, we go through this whirlwind of the trade deadline, and we're all like, oh my god, holy crap, the whole thing. And you know, I, I randomly run to Myers to get something, and look at my phone, and um, you know, tweets out that Tito's going to be taking leave of absence for the remainder of the 2021 season uh, to focus on his health, and that Demarlo Hale is going to serve as the acting manager. And this is because Tito is going to have his left hip replaced. Uh, today's Tuesday as we're recording, so that happened yesterday. And five or six, five or six weeks, excuse me, after that, he's going to have a permanent rod put in his foot uh, from the staph infection that he's battled, you know, on and off, and it seems to really have taken a toll on his health. Um, and he'll, you know, start that healing process as well. And yeah. Man, this feels like if you're on the ground, right, and someone just comes up and just absolutely punch you in the nuts. But, I mean, at the end of the day, there's nothing else to say except get better, Tito. Yeah. You know, we love um, you. And and something that I saw about this is, like we've talked about, uh, he's so close to that all-time win record with the Indians. Um, True. And one of the things I saw was that if he comes back to coach next year, all the wins that we get this year will count for his record. But if he doesn't come back, he doesn't get any of those wins. Oh, okay. So thank you. You actually filled me in. I'm not playing dumb because um, I kept seeing articles but didn't click on any of them yet about how they would tally that up. But yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it's Tito's, you know, it's tough. Um, but I, I do think he'll be back. But right now, he's just got to get better. Yeah. And I mean, he has a whole family. He has grandkids and shit. Like, 
Yeah, he's got a he, ton of grandkids. Yeah, and he he has a whole and family it, to worry about. I mean, it's not just he he has more than baseball. Yeah, there's stuff that's more important than your job, or more specifically, baseball. Yeah, and he he can't. I, there was a quote, and I noticed I didn't save it in here, but I can do it from memory. That you know, he said, "Listen, I." He, he hated doing it. It's been eating him up, right? That's, you know, and nobody's going to question that about Tito, but it's eating him up. And he's like, I just can't even do my job the way that I can. Because, I mean, when you have all that stuff going on, health complicate, who, it's like anything, right? Nobody is their best at work when you got stuff going on at home or yep. family stuff's going on. You got, nobody is their sharpest or best. And when you're in that much pain or just worried about your health and you're traveling the whole country, it's just, nobody can, can, perform at an optimal level with that stuff going on at all nobody can in yeah. whatever your profession is and especially and so he's in such get a, right. like a high stress high pressure job as managing a professional baseball team yep like at the end of the day the weight of this team comes down on him like true the it doesn't it doesn't affect the nolans except financially i mean even though they don't put that much money into it in the grand scheme of things uh but it doesn't come down the Nolans. It doesn't. It comes down the players somewhat. It doesn't come down like on the assistant coaches. It all comes down on Tito. He's the the focal point in all this. And on top of all the physical health stuff he has to go through, that just piles up on the mental health thing. True. Which now more than ever, right, with everything going on, is just trying to get people to understand that everybody, athletes, human beings, all have mental health, you know, stuff going on. And um, everybody goes through stuff. It seems like such a simple uh, thing, but that just shout out to mental yeah. health stuff. Everybody, everybody's got it. Um, nobody's above it. Doesn't matter how tough, anything like that. And I'm sure that's taken a toll too. Yeah, just not being completely focused. I mean, you're just worried about your body. I mean, it's literally your well being. Yeah. You know, outside of uh, it's just so get what get better. Uh, he is going to be missed. You know, we're not that we're punting the season, but some of the moves we'll talk about, we're definitely looking for 2022 and kind of understand the position we're in. Yeah. And that's the right thing. I mean, what are, what are you going to do? Um, and so we'll go through some of these moves. Um, and I'm going to be honest, I was a roller coaster on Friday. So what was it, Thursday? Was it Wednesday, Wednesday or Thursday? Thursday was the day before the trade deadline. Trade yep. deadline was Friday at 4 p.m. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Thursday was when we traded Cesar, correct? Because we had recorded on that day, so yep. we hit it the day it happened. So obviously, we talked all about that. Go check out the uh, what was that? The Cardinals episode, right? Um, yeah, it feels like forever. So. It yeah, the Cardinals episode. Um, check that out, and you know we really broke that down and how it makes sense and retooling and 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 that was no big indicator. So what I was really surprised about is the first thing to kind of come off the top rope as things were just starting to pop off. And it was a crazy trade deadline was Zach Meisel. Uh, so just to shout out people that I really respect and that we use a lot of their info. So Mandy Bell does an incredible job and Zach Meisel both do an incredible job. And yeah. we use a lot of their info on here. So it seems wanna... like Mandy Bell does a lot more of like the administrative stuff. And Zach Meisel does more of like the player slash like, commentary yeah i will say what i like about mandy's stuff is she puts it so two people could tweet get on a little sidebar but i think it's important kind of source them here real fast and plug mandy does an amazing job because two people could uh tweet out the same information right and they might be talking about the indians upcoming road trip or something and how hard it's going to be and i'm telling you 99 out of 100 times 
somebody nobody like just articulates the information in one tweet where you're like yeah that's how i would talk about it like mandy does a great job of that where i'll save somebody else and then i see mandy tweets about it in a much more like direct way or like yeah. getting to the point and she says it all in like one or two tweets and i'm like all right delete that other one and then i plug her tweet so she does a great job and then zach really seems to have a plug on the like clubhouse like you were kind of yeah. saying and he really kind of more commentates not so much on what's in front of him but like everything else and kind of puts the pieces together and and does a great job so shout out shout out to both of them um so he tweets out and i believe this was like mid-morning late morning maybe around 11 a.m off the top of my head cleveland is trading eddie rosario to the braves for pablo sandoval the teams will share the cost of rosario's remaining contract rosario is still sidelined for a few weeks with an abdominal strain sandoval is not expected to play much of a role if any in cleveland and he also followed it up by saying that it's a salary dump for Cleveland, uh, but they couldn't even find a taker for Rosario's full remaining salary, which was about $2.7 million, so not a lot. Um, and it's because also he sidelined for another few weeks, so you're getting like a month out of him. Yeah. Um, and he said, hey, the Rosario signing was a one-year $8 million deal, and he says, and this is where I'll disagree, but we'll get into this, was a complete bust for Cleveland. He had a 685 OPS with seven home runs and 78 games. And I will say, I think we talked about it on the Cardinals one. God, it feels like two weeks since we've done it. But, you know, I, my personal opinion, I tweeted out about this a lot at 2 and 6 Baseball Plug, is Eddie has a lot more in him than we got this year. I don't think yeah. it was a complete bust. I don't think a 685 OPS is any kind of, it's not great. It's below league average and he should be like an 800 guy. But you know, one year eight mil isn't a ton of money if you're not the Indians. Yeah, and I will say that the home runs were way down. Seventy-eight games isn't a huge sample size um, in the grand scheme of baseball, right? Um, but I mean, like you said, his OPS is below league average. He's kind of not been what we expected him to, and isn't that kind of the definition of a bust? Especially when you have him on a one-year yeah. deal. Yeah, I guess they were trying to catch lightning in a bottle. Yeah. Uh, so it is. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, I will say, I, like he he didn't plus, play. He didn't play terribly, right? It's not like yeah. he played god awful. Um, he just wasn't what we thought we were getting, um, and it just was. He played very mediocre baseball um, for what we were paying for. We, he wasn't the guy that we expected him to be. And I, that's why I think they would say it was, he was a bust. That's in my opinion. Yeah. Bust just seems hard not to like get yeah pedantic about like meanings, but that just seems like too much, right? Bust is not the right word. Fl- kind of a flop didn't pan out fair. I, I'll agree. Bust See, is I like, feel like these are the all dude synonyms. didn't hit like, yeah, I don't know. I, See, we both can pull out big words if we want to. I know, right? No, I mean, it, did he do what we needed him to? No. No. So it it, it kind of struck out a little bit, right? But bust to me is like a lot worse than what we got. Uh, I, it, and I seemed like he was something in the clubhouse, so I was pissed. I was tweeting about it. I was super mad. I was just like fuming you could actually see steam come off of me i thought that hey you extend him try you know he's young enough i think he's got way more than what he showed us even though i would argue it's better than the random quadruple a people um that we have to run out there in the future and uh some people we disagreed on twitter 
civilly, but disagreed saying, you know, trying to say, oh, Luplo and all them have OPSs higher and, and this and that. And it's like, this is what I brought it down to. You really put fucking Oscar Mercado, Zimmer, and Luplo in a room with Eddie. And if you have to make a bet on who you think is going to give you the highest output in the next three years, don't kid yourself. You're picking Eddie Rosario. And if I'm, not, if I'm being 100% honest, right? I think we all know where I'm going to go with this just because of past episodes. Offensive output. Offensive output. I, I That's all I want you to bold underline. Just offensive, offensive output. output. See, that's just that's offensive bullshit. Output. That argument's bullshit because baseball's not just an offensive game. No, but he's an average defender in a corner outfield spot. Take Zimmer. Yeah. Take, take Zimmer out of it. Zimmer is our center fielder as of this tweet. Spoiler. Things get a little better and I cool and get a little happier. <laughs> so take Zimmer, take Zimmer out of it. And because you don't know if he's going to be healthy, he doesn't have a great track record, whether that's his fault or not. Take him out of it. Mercado and who else is it? Uh, even if you put Naylor and Luplo in there. Okay. Well, yeah. And I Harold. mean, if, if, if we're going off of like could be's, yeah, obviously Eddie, Eddie has the bigger upside and, and can produce more. Yeah. But the fact that, and that's like, all I'm saying. But the argument is like, yeah, all, just if we're just talking offensively, that's kind of a bullshit like statement saying that the only thing that matters in baseball is offense. Okay, compared to so he played average left field defense. Okay, so I would say I, it I, would, ha- I would say average, if not like it, slightly below average. I don't yeah, think I mean, was... left field isn't too terrible once you figure out that wall at progressive field. Yeah. But he didn't make any errors. I mean, not that you really should. But, I mean, he was just average, you know, let's say B minus C plus. But even that, if you're going to roll up next three years, you take the whole player, you know, and you're going to make a pick on who you think is going to give you the most, we'll just say output. Zimmer. All around. For This is for left field. It's not center field. That's why I shouldn't really put Zimmer in there. Then Harold. I'm not trying to pick and choose. Ah, I don't know, man. I disagree. But I I, I just think for the clubhouse, you kind of made, and I'll give you credit, you made me kind of see that, like, he does seem to kind of, like, matter to that clubhouse. Yeah. Even if it's indirect, people just seem to like him. Mm-hmm. You kind of notice him, and he had a bad year, and he doesn't cost you that much. And if you spend a little bit of money, right, just a little bit, you're not going to get hosed. Two years, 15 mil. Two years, 12 mil. He's having a bad year. You get him cheap, and you lock down one of your corner outfield spots with at least one major leaguer that I would, I think we all would agree wouldn't really get worse than this yeah. year. And again, you could dump them. Let's, let's not let the, you know, the Dolans off the hook here. Six and a half million. If you end up eating some of that, it's not a lot of money. We have the lowest payroll in baseball right now. Like it's, it's as of all these transactions we'll go over. Yeah. We have like a $39 million yeah. payroll 30 38 million and then i think it's 49 when you add in all the like minor league dead salaries and all that which is still dead last in all of baseball the average the average like number 15 team rate so we'll call what the median right yeah the median i want to say is like 115 million we have a 49 million dollar payroll so yeah i'm just saying you can take a pretty cheap and when when you're calculated guess when your team's notorious for for having the lowest payroll because that's what we're known for right is what's drawing players to come to cleveland neither in, in free agency not the Nothing. weather not not the weather yeah. the city let's be honest the city's not great yeah no we got a like 
a, a C plus, you know, yeah. uh, casino, uh, a very nice ballpark that's very underrated. And we'll go yeah. all that all day. The ballpark is like one of the, like, I'd say, you know, but, like there's nothing that's third. like, you know what? I want to play in Cleveland, right? I don't know. That bridge, that Guardian <laughs> Bridge, dog. And the Guardian and Bridge is something to see. Of, on top of them not paying their players, right? No one wants to come to Cleveland to play. The the best thing that they have is the Browns are decent now, right? True. Like Cleveland's Browns a, are the best team that we got. Cleveland's a, a sports city. Yeah, people really care yeah. about it. But other like that, so are a lot of cities. St. Louis loves their baseball team, right? Yeah, St. Louis just for baseball is like the yeah. best town that you could. New York, possibly. the Yankees. Obviously, New York diehard baseball fans, right? Like yeah, there, there's there's, uh, there's there's something yeah there's other cities that you would go to that are just as high on their sports teams as Cleveland is that are way more marketable yeah and you're where were we paid. going with all this by the way not I that know. I disagree with anything. I think I think oh you just making a comment yeah just, oh yeah just about just shit talking the Nolans oh, oh, oh yeah yeah um. You say the Nolans, the Dolans. Dolans, yeah. Did I hear it wrong? No, okay. I, I, I thought you said, said it Nolans. one other time. I'm kind I of wasn't frustrated trying to be a right now after like talking about this. Like my my blood pressure, my watch is off, so I can't tell you what my my blood pressure is, but I can <laughs> definitely feel it rising. Like I know. I thought I just heard there. you say it earlier. It wasn't to be a prick. I just was like, wait, you're just getting real rattled. Yeah. So I just wanted the Dolans. But so I was really really pissed, and you know we'll agree to disagree, but. The money, yeah. I, I'll just say this: the money was worth a calculated risk. Oh yeah, given your yeah, payroll, I won't argue we're not that. like at a hundred and ten million stretching, sweating. Like, hey, we gotta watch yeah. the money. We're not paying. No, 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 no. It's no. not like, like we're paying we Bryce s- Harper, right? We're playing. It's Eddie Rosario here. We're not talking yeah. about Mike Trout, Bryce Harper, who Bryce yeah. Harper sleeping this year. Like this dude, yeah, sleeping in low key, popping yeah. off. He is going crazy right now and i will be the biggest critic of him because he's super overrated a lot of times no he is going crazy this year go look at his stats um but yeah that in that context it's like motherfucker i hate it here yeah like but the the one i was wondering if they will we'll talk when we talk about the next thing oh well i guess it's a little bit down Um, no it's right here yeah it's right here the of the next move yeah so Then, you know, it, nothing happens until like 3.30, 3.15, 3.30, maybe 3. So it's like, we're all sitting around, we're in our group chat, like, we hate it here. I'm so pit- I just, oh my God, it still makes my blood boil. I still can't understand because it was basically just a salary dump. And now we obviously aren't going to extend them. And in hindsight, okay, we need to trust the front office, though. They are very good historically. But in the moment you're sitting there and nobody saw this coming. Nobody, whether you agreed with it or disagreed, whatever, nobody, everyone's like, uh, what? That's not really what I thought was going to happen today. Uh, I was looking at the free agent class. We're popping off of the group chat. And I'm like, yo, we need to go get Andrew Benatendi or go buy somebody. The whole time I'm like, we just need to get some kind of outfielder or high prospect because we can't develop them and we can't hit. And then it's, that's when all this happens. And then Eddie at 11 a.m. And I'm like, I'm gonna go run and i'm gonna run out into traffic like i could not after i'm like it yeah, sounds like my toaster done. needs a bath right now yeah i was like wow draw the water and i'm getting the four slice out that the, <laughs> the heavy duty name brand one. yeah name brand i'm yep. gonna take a bath with this so when the eddie thing happened i was i don't i honestly can't remember from like 11 to 2 that day that's how mad i, I just like blacked out from anger 
Around 3, 3.30, we tweet from Zach Meisel, and it's a good one. The Indians are sending relief pitcher Phil Maton, Reed Harvey Dent, uh, and catching prospect Yainer, or Yainer Diaz to the Astros for center fielder Miles Straw. God is good all the time. And, and so what I, was, what I was trying to say was, I wonder if they were already talking to Houston before they, oh, they made, had to have been. To, to make, before they made that deal with Atlanta because you you had to know that you were getting a this is now our best outfielder yeah without cuz in a vacuum which is all we could see at 11 a.m. was what yeah we we don't have like, we we our outfield just lost a a a piece that and like let's be fair right we've been we like we haven't been playing as well as we can lately but we've still been but Oscar and Bradley are starting to like contribute. I'm yeah. with you on that. And the that. thing is, it, is like is. he 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 hasn't played in a couple weeks and we've still been performing. Yeah. Uh so I guess their their thought process is well like uh well Eddie Rosario's not a key point of our team because he hasn't been playing, we've still been winning. So Yeah, and he's hurt and yeah. the money. Now and all now that. we're gonna but go it, out there and get a a a ball player that can make a contribution not only this year but next year as well. And I and for the next, uh, we have them till twenty twenty four. Yeah. So through twenty twenty four season, free agent in twenty twenty four, I believe, off the top of my head. And I just want to make this. I'm sorry, through the twenty twenty five season. Yeah. Excuse me. Let's go. Yeah. Just got pumped again. I want to make this very clear. This is a non biased take. Okay. We fucking fleeced the Astros. Yeah. We fucking fleeced. The Astros. They got Phil we took Maton them out back, and, and we our, bent them and over. Our double A catcher because uh, Bo Naylor. No, high A. I think he's a high is A. He high A. Yeah, he's high A prospect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. Here's Yanir. the thing. I'm gonna say Yanir. I'm gonna say Yanir. So Yanir Diaz. I'm going to just talk about Bo Naylor, Josh Naylor's little brother. Right. I've watched. I've, I watched this dude play in college, and I've watched his highlights the past couple days to just get hype on him again. The dude's a fucking baller. Yeah, he 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 moved from like low A to double A and is like cranking it. Yeah, at double A. Bo Naylor and he's is twenty two years old. Baller. Twenty one. Yeah. Twenty one. Yeah. He's he's like legit. He's not slowing down. He's got a ways to go. We'll probably let him go all double A this season. I'd assume. Probably see what he's doing at triple. You know, see probably promote him. Triple A early, you know, first month yeah. next year, and see what happens, and then he could get that call. But he seems to be legit, and we have a guy Brian Lavastida, who is, I think he's Triple A. I want to yeah, say he's, he's kind of the next in the, yeah, he's the next pecking order guy. But yeah, you bring up a good point. And this, I don't want to get ahead of it too much because we'll talk about the forty man and Rule Five. But uh, Lavastida. Lavastida, yeah, Lavastida is Rule Five eligible, and we're going to talk about that run that roster crunch in a little bit. So we could, while Yanir Diaz was really good, he's only high A, long way away. Um, you have depth already. You have a roster crunch coming up, and it's not no matter how well because Yanir was hitting like three thirteen, but it's it's high A, right? That you got a long way to go. Yeah, uh, and some people are like, whatever. We that's like me hitting three thirteen in my men's softball league. Like, yeah, like literally means nothing. I mean, it's great, but then see, do it at double A, and then do it at triple A. So, I mean, was he a good prospect? Yes, but you have depth. You have a roster crunch coming up, and we'll draw it all back. We just. 
We fucking fleeced the Astros. We literally gave yeah. them Phil May time. Miles Straw. It, it, we uh, b- point number eight got That's, rid of Phil Mayton. Yeah, if you would have, if we could have just, we could have gave Phil Mayton up for a, a nickel, and I would have been happy. But no, yeah, we Phil got- Mayton for like for that double A guy that we got from the White Sox. I'm yeah. like, yeah, seemed like a good deal. Cool, no I doubt, mean, no doubt. He's he's good. I think his ERA is a little inflated. The ERA is not the only stat for pitchers, but the eye test, right? He's just he's young and he's got a lot to go. We can live without him. We have other arms. We develop we develop pitching. You, we can't who, develop who outfielders. About? Phil Mayton, Mayton, yeah. like just getting rid of him. Like he's they're gonna have him through 2024, and he's not bad or anything. We can't develop center. We can't develop outfielders. We can't develop bangers. We can't. We but we can develop a homeless person. Not to insult the homeless bird, but like we could take somebody off the street and make them like a fifth starter with like two years of like the pitching factory. So trade from strength to get your weakness. And guess what? Astros, bang. They can develop center fielders out the fucking ass. So we get Miles Straw for four and a half years. He's their everyday center fielder. And He's get, a high and guess contact who he worked hitter. with and learned from? Ooh, Michael Brantley. Oh, Michael Brantley? Ooh, baby. The sweetest swing in baseball. Mm. So here's, I'll make it real simple and then we'll kind of, we're going to have to keep moving a little bit, but straw is your automatic everyday center fielder. And this is not to insult Zimmer, but it's like Zimmer's bigger, like older brother. Yeah. Like turn Zimmer up a couple notches. He's one of the most elite defensive center fielders in baseball. And that's not to snub Zimmer because the dude can go get him with the best. Like yeah. Zimmer's an A, A, now, a defensive center fielder. Now your outfield a goes from Zimmer, Harold, and Mercado to Harold slash Mercado flavor of the day, right? And then which I like, Mark. Yeah, and then I like Mercado, Straw, and Zimmer. Zimmer. I, Zimmer I think yeah. Zimmer and Straw play majority of the days, and I think that Mercado and Harold are going to split times. Yeah, Mercado's more of a left fielder anyway, and I like the defensive upgrade because Straw. And again, that's just to show how good Miles Straw is in the outfield because he, I mean. Zimmer is one of the best as well. Yeah. You put Zimmer in right field. You put Straw in center field every day. Left field, you have Harold and Mercado's technically kind of a left fielder. I mean, he's a center fielder, but he's also a left fielder. Yeah. And so you you get plus plus defense at center and right. Oh, baby. Um, it, it just makes me really happy. He's also, an ex- when I say extreme contact hitter, he doesn't hit for much power. But he is in the 98th percentile in swing and miss rate, meaning that like top 2% in all of baseball on like making contact. Yeah. Yes, please. He's slashing 262, 339, 326. And you get rid so, of Cesar at the, the top of your lineup, right? Which we talked about going to the White Sox. Yeah, and you immediately just plug Straw in. That yep, and then lineup. now you can have Straw, and then Zimmer's going to hit the nine hole. You have two leadoff hitters back to back. You know I love that. I always say mm. I love it. I mm. love the Th- nine. This lineup rollover. What Straw, Ahmed, Jose, Jose, Franmil, Bobby, and then well, not Bobby, not right now. Well, yeah, can't but hit. still, yeah, he didn't even play. Uh, probably Harold and or um, Oscar. Yeah. Harold or yeah, probably not Oscar as much because Harold hits a little more. Well, what I'm saying is like uh, so Harold or Oscar, right? Because you're gonna keep. You're going to keep Robo or Austin Hedges at the eight spot. Yeah. True. So, and then Zimmer. So you need what? Six and seven. So yeah, it's got to be Oscar and, uh, oh, Owen. 
Owen or who? Yeah, whomever, Owen Miller, Yu Chang. So yeah, you basically have Harold Clement, and then middle infielder slash first baseman, yeah. and then catcher Zimmer. So yeah, but I mean, here's the thing: he doesn't hit for you know a whole lot of slugging, but on base at three thirty nine and an average two, he's like a two eighty to two sixty. 260 to 280, I'll say it the other way, kind of. And I mean, the dude just keeps getting better. So, uh, yeah, we got an everyday center fielder for the next four and a half years. Yeah. So, and that lineup uh, that we yes, just please. said, the best lineup we've had debatably all year. Like, that sounds dangerous if everyone can stay healthy. Yeah. If Zimmer can stay healthy and then eventually we get Andres Jimenez up here, because just Owen Miller's not part of it right now, move Ahmed to second and we'll talk about that. But, People start doing what they're supposed to, and that lineup isn't suddenly that terrible. Because we have, I guess we have kind of really just been kind of getting along yeah. without Eddie. Um, but anyway, so we'll keep moving here. And then, like, buzzer beater. I think this was at, like, 350, right? Yeah. Tweet. Because, oh, because and then you think we have Luplo was coming back on for the game on Friday against the White Sox. He was coming back. People tweeted about it all day from the top rope. We have acquired right-handed pitcher Peyton Battenfield from the Tampa Bay Rays in exchange for Jordan Luplo and right-handed pitcher DJ Johnson. Yeah, not not outfielder, not, not the pit, not the, Daniel yeah, the, Johnson, DJ the Johnson. reliever, DJ Johnson. Guess what? We don't have to fucking worry about making that mistake ever again because DJ Johnson is gone. And can I also say the Rosario thing? Yeah, not a problem not anymore. A problem we can anymore. just say Rosario. Yep. I was thinking about that. What to do, baby? <laughs> what to do, Mama? We made so, it. I'm not going to lie. Um, never a Jordan Luplo guy. I wish him well. I was sorry he got injured. I liked him. He hit some home runs. Nice guy. Not an everyday outfielder. Like, just, he is the definition of a quadruple A, yeah. like, ball player. Uh, he is, like, in that cesspool of, holy shit, why this guy would never be on. Watch, now he's going to go team. to Tampa Bay and be a fucking dude. True. I don't think he'll play. He'll play off the bench just for the. Yeah. They love matchups. They like over matchup and yeah. overanalyze at times. So they'll use him against lefties off the bench, and that'll be his only role. But and that's kind of what he is. It's just he is not an everyday player. Don't the thing let is, is, like every you. time we get rid of guys like Luplo, right? They go somewhere and just ball. True. I know we were complaining <laughs> about that. We have no track history. And that's our track record. And that's why I was so mad about Eddie as well. Is like we don't develop hitters we have zero like any kind of credibility of developing hitters which is why i was so pissed about eddie like you have the opportunity to potentially you know i've talked about it in circles but that's one more layer of like a 12 layer nachos right yep that was like layer number 12 of like we have no credibility to like believe that they can continue to develop and help some of these guys get to the next level offensively and so you know expect to rank 29th or 30th in all of baseball and outfield production like we do every fucking year uh, so Battenfield is um, uh, he is in Double A right now, and he ranks as Tampa Bay's 29th best prospect. And in Tampa Bay is a they got shooters in that farm yeah. system. They are like top three usually. So 29th is not a joke. He has a 194 ERA in the minors, and trying to dig deep right now, he's he projects. His stuff, I was looking at fan graphs and his scouting report. He doesn't project as being a flamethrower or anything, but he's young. Yeah. You know, he just got to double A. What he just sucks got there. Is that so I went to the Norfolk Tides double A team for the Boston or not Boston, Baltimore Orioles are it's like twenty minutes away from me, right? And they played the Burnham mm-hmm. uh, the Durham Bulls, which is Tampa Bay's double A team. So I miss watching this dude 
possibly play by like eight hours. Oh, that's <laughs> not fun. That would have been cool though. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. So it was a, it was a good time. I, I, I was I was at the game with one of my friends, and I was like, ah, yeah, because I, I was thinking about it, I was like. The Rays have some pitching prospects, so we're gonna see a clinic. And they fucking th- they put the uh, tides put up like twelve runs on them. <laughs> yes, yeah, you like, like yeah. Never mind. I uh, I don't run a podcast. I know. In case anybody was wondering, <laughs> I bet everybody was just swarming you. Like, yeah. oh my god, is that Paul? <laughs> and you're like, I, I, can I just enjoy some time with my friends? <laughs> but uh, yeah, so more to follow by that. But I mean. Honestly, here we traded a bag of chips and a Diet Mountain Dew for something, so I don't really yeah. care. And this is going to segue very well into the final point of all the transactions. And then maybe we'll just quickly, you know, quick little update on kind of all the majors, the crazy crap that happened here. So, what's important about this roster stuff, right? In everything that just happened, we cleared five people off our 40 man roster, okay? Um, and at the time this was tweeted, this was like right after the four o'clock deadline. Indians perspective said, you know, they cleared five and we're going to count Sandoval in that Pablo Sandoval. He's like, cause they're probably going to DFA him. Yeah. Five minutes later, update tribe insider. <laughs> we released infielder Pablo Sandoval. Yeah. So what's I important saw, is I saw a funny all those, tweet. It was like, yeah. shout out to a Cleveland legend. Uh, Pablo Sandoval, it goes LeBron James, then Pablo Sandoval. Thank you for the yep. memories. <laughs> Thank you for the memories, King. Anybody that ordered those jerseys. Yeah. But uh, so what's important is the Indians have known all year that we have a crazy roster crunch coming up in Rule Five, which is where certain uh, minor and I'm not an expert on this, but minor league uh, people basically can kind of be up for grabs. Paul, you can jump in if I'm really missing it. I'm not an expert on this, but basically. Rule five is one of the like one rules that I don't really know that much about either. Yeah, I won't lie to you either. And we had so much to prepare for this one that I didn't get. And that could probably be an off season one. I can right? kind of really Google deep it right now it. if you want to. Well, I have a rough idea. It's basically that at some point you carry people on your roster long enough, and they eventually accumulate almost not service time, but they become eligible to almost uh, free for all. Like you need to keep them on your forty man roster and decide like these are our key people. Or they're open to be almost like a waiver process where, uh, you know, it's someone can claim them off of waivers. Uh, and that's that's all you really, in a very nutshell, need to know about the Rule 5. And it happens, uh, and we have a ton of top prospects, so we needed people to move off of that so that, again, you're... Only some of the people are on that, and if you're if you have room on your forty man to put them on, then they cannot be taken. Like you're you're safe. You yeah. clear the rule five. We'll pick you know a high prospect. I don't think Nolan. I'm just making up a prospect that everybody would know. Nolan Jones. I don't believe he's rule five eligible, but say he was. If we put him on the forty man, right, then he cannot like nothing. Even if he's eligible, he's off limits. It's like he doesn't exist. Yeah. And so we so I had it, I it pulled up right here, and I can just read it verbatim from the the rule okay. book. Right, so the definition held each December, the Rule Five Draft allows clubs with a full forty-man roster to select certain non-forty-man roster players from other clubs. Players signed at age eighteen or younger need to be added to their club's forty-man roster within five seasons, or they become eligible for Rule Five Draft. 
you know, in hindsight, if we didn't have this video going up, I would have just edited out like the whole part where I guessed and you read that <laughs> one extremely concise thing. So thanks for rocking with us. But that was a lot more concise. Now we know. So what I was saying, but yeah, five seasons, basically, you can't keep these young kids, you can't keep them down, right? You got to do something with yeah. them eventually and decide, are they part of your, you know, club or not? And we have a hell of a list of prospects. It is an insane, it looks like a laundry list of just prospects and yeah. there's some decent names in there. Um, so getting through all this, the 40 man subtractions, we got rid of through all that. We got rid of Hernandez. We got rid of Johnson. We got rid of Luplo. We got rid of Maton. We got rid of Eddie Rosario and Sandoval. So I'm sorry, that's six, but net five because we added miles, miles strong. Yeah. So you get rid of an old second baseman. You don't need Daniel DJ Johnson, who, Great, I guess, but we used him like one time. Luplo, who always has an ankle injury and is not part of the future. Maton, we fucking fleeced them. Rosario, we kind of talked through the reasons, even if it's frustrating, whatever. And Sandoval was literally just, uh, we knew we were going to DFA him. So all in all, we got rid of salary, some dead whatever, and we're kind of clearing the way for the future and for future Rule 5 like to protect some players. And we added Miles Straw. And so now we have a starting center fielder, which is exactly what we needed. So it was more than just the pluses and minuses. They were tactical. Yeah. You know, this and is very. The thing is, is I, we won this draft. Or not draft, this trade deadline, right? I feel like all in all, yeah. it was a positive. We made good moves. And if moves we wouldn't have done the straw thing. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. man. I think we netted out. So we fleeced the Astros. We got what we yeah. needed out we of We won this. that trade. Overall. I'll rank three trades. Cesar, neutral. We could have gotten more for him, but whatever. It's not going to hurt us. I I don't really care. So I'll say neutral. The Eddie one, I don't know. I still, I don't want to say we lost it, but I don't, I still don't love the move, but neutral to not great, just in my opinion, yeah. but clearly they, they shopped around. So here's the thing. Taken. We'll call it, we'll put it on like a number scale. Cause that's what we love to do here at 216 baseball, Cleveland baseball podcast is true. Put, Good plug. Put a, uh, put a, numbers on things right so neutral zero right the first trade says our trade zero right we're not adding anything to it the the uh eddie trade we'll call it a negative 1.5 right out of like what a five we yeah. didn't set a scale so yeah. i'm really confused yeah so. yeah i'd say negative 1.5 i yeah. like that so Miles you, straw it, trade. it starts at zeros in the middle right you can go up to five or you can go negative five okay. right win or yep. lose i got you right i agree negative 1.5 for yeah. eddie right i'm sure they shopped him around so i just i'm still surprised now we're but i guess he isn't at, gonna come back now we're sitting at, get about a negative 1.5 I see what you're doing here. Right. All right. And honestly, immediately I'd put the straw trade at like a four. Yep. Like, so we're plus 2.5. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, you're right. I At the end of the day, we did what we, we needed to do. And, uh, oh, no, the other one is the pitching one. For that one, a plus 0.5. I don't, I don't yeah. know. I, I don't know enough and time will tell, but we didn't lose anything. And, and so here's the thing, right? That guy could be a Then bang. we got we to add like 0.5 for us getting rid of Phil Maton because – yeah fuck that dude yeah he really wasn't even that bad it was just fun to make fun of him but he's you take an everyday we god we fleece the astros <laughs> like we we fleece Good, them they're fucking and their fans true their fans were not happy yeah that's how you know you made a good trade when all of astros twitter is on our like twitter page two and six baseball pod and um 
or do you know you were searching and stuff and everything is just flooding like what why do we get rid of our starting center fielder and all that and i'm like god is good all the time and you got <laughs> phil maton yeah that was we and then fun fact he struck out the side in his first appearance on saturday and i was like yep reel him in maton reel him in <laughs> there it is but I, I mean i wish him well he's not a bad guy but he one for a high A catching prospect in Phil Maton, we get four and a half years of a starting center fielder with elite contact and elite center in defense. Oh, we took him out back, yeah. <laughs> in fl- and that's what the reliever market it was like perfect. A really they good get- used car salesman, right? Like, yeah, I saw oh, yeah, you shitty 2004 Honda Civic. Right. With 14% APR <laughs> at like 350 a month for seven year payments. And yeah. It's like, yeah, dog, you can you can afford that. It's like, dog, no, that's what we just gave them. So, oh, man. Uh, I, I'm very pumped about Straw. And we immediately bolstered and fixed a premier spot with like a, a premier proven player. Um, and... Yeah, you see that little flick? Yeah. Flick the camera? It gave me motion sickness a little bit. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I'm all in all happy with what we did. I cannot believe we got Miles Straw. And oh yeah, as you can imagine for an elite outfielder, he is fast as shit. Yeah, his like, legs aren't he, quite as, we talked about this, legs aren't quite mm-hmm. as long as Bradley Zimmer's, right? Just as fast mm-hmm. though. Just as fast. Yeah, fast. I think he's faster. Um Eh, I don't know, actually. I don't know their sprint speeds, but yeah, he's fast as hell. He is second in American League with like 18 steals, Ooh, in case anybody wondered. Yeah. And we love is... stealing bases. I love, I love stolen bases so much. Yeah. Free bags. So overall, Miles Straw, ugh, I love you. Take me. Yep. You can have me, whatever you want to do to I'm me. I think I'm going to get a Miles um, Straw Guardians jersey next year. Ooh, ooh, guard up. Yeah, guards up, baby. It was, it was a straw that broke the camel's back. Yep. Uh, okay let's get get into game one all right so game one is jc mejia versus lance lynn uh who puts on a fastball uh fastball factory he throws like five different types but that's all he throws it's fascinating also one of the lowest dra's i think in all of baseball and had the lowest in american league also i'm a fantasy team uh indians come in looking to stay in the win column (laughs) Uh, they chase the division leading White Sox. And while it's a long shot and we're really not in contention, and I think some of the moves, while it's not waving a white flag and straw really helped bring it all back around, it makes it easier when Tito did that for his health. I, I need you to know my mental health, in case you're wondering, much better. I've turned the page on this season now. Yeah. I, like, I finally was like, relax, Alex. Yeah. I'm still going to look at it until we're out of it, but it's well, now so I see the it way, more for The way I'm looking at it now, right, is that... Because I'm such a diehard Cleveland fan, right? Mm-hmm. I want Cleveland to win games. But oh, 100%. I don't expect us to do anything this year. Mm-hmm. So it's all, I'm taking it all with blinders, right? We'll put it that way. Yeah. Like series by series, right? Win a couple games, whatever. Like I don't expect us to even make the playoffs. So at the end of the day, just. Just be competitive. That's the biggest thing for me. Just be a competitive baseball team. Don't roll over. Still have that Tito mentality of like, we're playing today baseball. Yesterday doesn't matter because we can't go back and do anything about it. So let's just focus up and, and, and play today ball. I'm now able to like see it that way and watch us like, okay, let's figure out Owen Miller. Let's figure out Jimenez. Let's 
build it for next year. Because then on the flip side, and hopefully they spend a little bit of money in free agency or something in the offseason, because again, we have a $48 million payroll. That's before a bunch of a bunch of players. I did a deep dive. A bunch of players are arbitration eligible for the first time. So like we can't pay Shane Bieber like a bag of peanuts league minimum to be a Cy Young candidate. So that's going to cost them. But regardless, we're they're going to even pay, if you, we're not you have to last, pay Shane Bieber. You have to keep Shane Bieber in Cleveland. Bieber. In yeah, Cleveland. no, and he will. I mean, he's he's arbitration eligible. I'm just saying a lot of people are finally coming up for arbitration. And so you can't pay. You got to pay him somewhat a market value. So they're going to eat probably 10 to 15 million in ARP. You know, and that's fine. That's going to be, but we have this whole team and I'm like, man, when they're all right and you figure out Eli Morgan and, and everything, I, I kind of start thinking like that plus add somebody or something in the outfield in the off season or, or one more young piece. Like, cause we have the money to spend again. Yeah. Like, don't let anybody fool you. That's the biggest thing is even just one good free agent, not a ultra, you know, crazy, stupid contract. Like an Andrew Benatendi. Yeah, I said Andrew Benatendi, like, go call and figure him yeah, out. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, like a, y- a player like that, that's not a, a superstar by any means, right? But the, but the dude, dude can the bang. The dude can ball. Yeah, major league player and shore up one more outfield spot and then figure out, you know, if Andres Jimenez does what he wants in short and we have Jose and then you put Ahmed at second, like, you kind of start going around the diamond and it adds up a little bit yeah. where next it's year. It's kind of 2016-esque. Yeah, or kind of where we came in this year, but with the new future of players. And then, oh, yeah, we get to keep literally all of them for another year after. You know, we yeah. got years on we Our whole, like, rotation and young core, we have for, like, four more seasons. Yeah. Like, this is the beginning. And when I started thinking about it that way, it really started to make me, like, all right. You know, I, I see it. Um, and, okay. You know, it, the fact that we're rebuilding as I bend my fingers or retooling and we'll be 500 even for the rest of the year without Tito. More than likely, we'll finish, you know, plus or minus a couple. And then next year, oh, yeah, we get our whole freaking starting rotation back on top of that. And you figure out Morgan this year and Cal Quantrill, yeah. who's a dog. And it's like, shit, dog, we're going to be banging next year. Like, yeah. you're looking at maybe 90, and, 90 wins. And especially because I'm going to be 100% real. I don't see Savali coming back this year. Honestly, don't rush him. Yeah, you know, same just thing, at this same point, thing with Bieber. literally nothing. I don't, I don't, nothing see, to rush. Yep, don't, don't rush Bieber back. My thing with Bieber is, I think that he's a competitor to his core, right? I think that he'll want to come back and he'll want to perform and he'll want to be like, yeah, I won the Cy Young and it wasn't a fluke. I can still ball. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, don't rush any of them back. Be back just for early September. Let yeah. them get like three starts. You know, if they're healthy, just let them get a couple starts so they don't have to wait a whole season. Yeah. You know, almost go, or not a whole season. You get what I'm saying, like ten calendar months before we're competitive baseball again. Yeah, but yeah, don't don't rush them back. We're thinking 2022, and when I start looking at 2022, and you don't have everything, and then some bad happened to you, I'm like, I start getting a little excited. It's kind of painful, but I'm like, I yeah, okay, I see the direction. Yeah. Like we really are not gonna bottom out. Like we did this, our front office. So um, yeah, it is what it is. So anyway, back to the whole, you know, where we're coming in. Um, not really in contention, and I think that's where we spun off, and it's important to talk about. We got a lot of games left against the Southsiders, and they bring a brand new roster to Chi Town. Um, the, the White Sox and we do as well. Uh, they got Craig Kimbrell, 
You might have heard of him, which is absurd. They obviously have our previous second baseman, Cesar Hernandez. They brought, uh, I think it's Ryan Tapera. I think his first name is yeah. Ryan. And we cook him so he can eat my butt. Uh, but he came over from the uh, Cubs as well for the White Sox. And, you know, we come in with straw. We don't get him until Saturday to join. But uh, you know, no Maton, you know, all that. And it's, it's exciting. So anyway, quick scoring summary. Top of the first, Bradley Zimmer hits a leadoff single to center field. That's followed by an Ahmed Rosario double to right field. Jose then gets hit by a pitch to load the bases. And there is still nobody out, folks. We got something big brewing. Franmil then singles to center field. And that scores Zimmer and Ahmed. Uh, Jose gets thrown out at third to make the first out. But hey, damage is done. We take an early 2-0 lead. And Paul, I don't know if you saw this. I didn't. Uh, did Jose try to stretch it just to make sure that yeah. uh, Ahmed could score? That's uh, good base running. It back. wasn't to make sure he could score. I think he was, but just, it probably wasn't not. Yeah, like he was hustling, but then you usually can guarantee the second run. And it was because damn, they're like it was damn close. He they they ended up challenging it on it, and uh, yeah, it was a damn close play at third. Yeah, I didn't get to watch this much of this one if all. Uh, if at all. So 2-0 lead, though, so let's go. Bottom of the second, though, Yoan Mankata hits a leadoff solo shot to right center field. That's his eighth of the year, and the White Sox are on the board, but they still trail 2-1. to one. And this is like the movie Major League, um, where... <laughs> Zim, what Did Harold play center field? Who played center field in this one for us? No, Daniel Johnson played center field, and he runs to get it. And the ball was going to stay in the park, folks. This is like yeah. off the wall. And Zimmer kind of gets called off by Daniel, who keeps running. And then they almost collide, and they kind of collide. Luckily, everybody's okay. And the way that it collides, it kind of... I think Zimmer hits Daniel, uh, Johnson's arm as he kind of catches it, and it hits the heel of his glove. And so he kind of, like, propels it up. And basically, the ball gets, like, yeeted over the wall. So something that wasn't a home run in the most Cleveland Indians fashion. I've literally ever seen yep and that's on daniel johnson uh because zimmer was playing center in this one that's zimmer's ball zimmer called him off you can in the video you can see zimmer calling him off and uh yeah that's on daniel johnson for not being aware of the ball field and what was that most a double off the wall but no not even that it 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 was gonna be on the track it was gonna be caught it was gonna be caught yeah becomes a solo home run which is just you know Anyway, so they still trail two to one. Bottom of the fourth, though, with one out, Yoan Mankata singles to center field. This one didn't take a blooper of all bloopers. Uh, Andrew Vaughn then walks, and Brian Goodwin singles to right field and scores Mankata. And uh, Andrew Vaughn goes from first to third on this, so they got runners at the corners with one out. And the White Sox have tied it at two apiece. And then still one out, Lurie Garcia grounds into a fielder's choice at second base. So that brings uh, Vaughn home from third to score. Goodwin's out at second on the force, and then Garcia is safe at first. Yeah, so it was avoid a very, the, uh, very slow yeah. hit ground ball to second, right? So it would have been a tough double play to turn. Uh, they tried yeah. their damnedest, and uh, yeah, he beats it out by a step on this one. Yeah, so that's how it goes sometimes, and the White Sox take the lead 3-2. to two. Top of the fifth, though, one out. Bradley Zimmer walks, followed by an Ahmed Rosario ground out that advances Zimmer to second. And then with two outs, Jose singles to right field, and that scores Zimmer. Ties it back up at three apiece, so let's go a little rally time in the south side. Bottom of the fifth, though, one out. Cesar Hernandez singles to right field. 
followed by a Jose Abreu walk. Gavin Sheets then walks to load the bases. And then with two outs, Andrew Vaughn walks, and that brings in a run. So we walk a run in, which is always a great baseball strategy. And White Sox are back on top four to three, so not fun. Top of the eighth, though, Fran Mail. Lead on solo shot to left field. He's like, I will put this on my back. Yeah. 20th home run of the year. Ties it up late for a piece. His Got a 50th little RBI on the year, too, by the way. Fun fact. Ooh. Ooh. Little 50 cent piece. Yeah. Love it. Bottom of the eighth, though, again, we're the Indians. So, Lurie Garcia, leadoff infield single on a ball deflected by Ahmed Rosario. So, Robo then allows a passed ball, and that advanced Garcia to second. Robo then tries to pick off Garcia at second and makes an errant throw. So, Garcia goes to third. So, two errors on literally back-to-back plays. Like, this happened not in the same play. Like, one play finishes and then another error. So, two errors. So, he goes from first to third, essentially, on these two errors. And um, so not great. And then Andrew Vaughn walks. We got runners on the corners, nobody out. Tim Anderson then singles to right field, and that scores Garcia. So the White Sox are now on top, 5-4. to four. Still nobody out. Cesar lays a bunt single down the third base line and loads the bases. And we'll talk about what happens after this in a second. But it's not funny, but what kind of happens here is Jose Abreu then gets hit in the head by a pitch to bring another run home, uh, which you never want to see, obviously. And the White Sox get a big insurance run, taking the 6-4 lead. Um, Yeah, because after this, Liam Hendricks comes in and fucking drops dick off on us. Two two strikeouts and then gets gets, uh, Jose to, like, bloop out. Um, Yeah. Liam Hendricks was strutting his shit on us. Ooh. Just big flex? Yeah. like I mean, his he's little, one of the best closers yeah. in baseball. And they just got Kimbrel too. Oof. I know. It's really not fair. Yeah. They don't even need Kimbrel, like, because they're both pure closers. And so now they're going to share time. In eight, Even nine. though they're both, like, yeah. It, but it's just a weird dynamic because they're both, like, hardcore closers. Yeah. Like, they're not flex. They're, like, clo- they're your dude. They lock it down. So it's just, like, not – they don't even need them. It's nuts. But – Anyway, so they take a 6-4 lead, but they don't need the insurance run because uh, we have no magic, like Paul just said. Uh, he drops a dick off hard, and we drop the series opener. That, Quick line, that Chicago. Australian fuck. I know, right? <laughs> Quick line, Chicago 6 on 11 hits and no errors. Cleveland 4 runs on 9 hits and 2 errors. And uh, You know what we say here. If you, win two er- if you get 2 errors in a baseball game, you don't deserve to win. True. Mejia... Four and a third, four hits, four earned runs, four walks. So it's like a Wendy's deal, right? Just four for four, baby. Two strikeouts and a no decision. And it's just not not a good start. Not good, but we've definitely seen worse this year. Oh, no, we have. And I just feel bad for him because it's just like he's been struggling for a while now and we just have to put him out there. But, I mean, he's not a starter and I kind of feel bad for him. He's He should just be a stud long reliever, just yeah. a stud inning, maybe two innings. But, I mean, he just strikes out. You know, he just no control. Four four walks in four innings, you know, four and a third is just not it. I mean, it's not the worst line ever. I mean, holy foot traffic, almost a two whip. But it's just, this is like every time now. I mean, he's got a 7-6 ERA, and it's not because he's only started two games. You know, it, it, this is just... It just sucks. You know, in no world would we keep this up. Um, In the bullpen, hey, they're asked to give you three and two-thirds. 
Um, and they give up seven hits, two earned runs, two walks, and seven strikeouts. So Parker comes in and gives you two-thirds of an inning of one walk, two strikeout ball. So, okay, that gets you through the fifth. Sandlin comes in, gives you an inning of one hit, two strikeout ball. So, okay, you know, hanging in there. Shaw somehow works out of giving up three hits with no damage in the seventh, which is just unbelievable. Magic. I mean, he just he just sucks anymore. <laughs> I mean, like his ERA is still two three seven after this game, but it's just I'm sorry three eleven. I was looking at Sandlin. Sandlin like low key sleeper, good reliever. But Shaw lately, I mean, you can't trust him with anything. He never has a one two three. It's always like he's giving up a run, or it's like how in the hell didn't you give up one? Yeah. But the big one is Karen check in the eighth. I mean, he has a meltdown. He gives up three hits, a walk, two earned runs. He has that hit by pitch as well. He takes his third loss of the year. He doesn't even get a single out. And I will say, you want to talk about dropping dick off. Let's point out, bases loaded, nobody out in the eighth. Nick Wickren comes in and strikes out three in a row. Yeah. Like, we're going to talk about that. Yeah. To a very good, very potent White Sox offense. Yeah, came in and was just like, and set it on the mound. Like, holy what are you gonna crap. What are you going to do about it? And he got that freaking horse tail yeah, out of his, and then, his pants and said, look at this. And, and, and then Liam <laughs> Hendricks comes in and is like, it's okay, kid. Let me show you how it's That's done. all right, mate. That's all right. Let me show you how to chef this. Because, <laughs> oh, my God, I watched watching Liam Hendricks pitch is one of my favorite things because he's, I didn't even get he's, to see it. he's a better James Karen check. This oh, I believe with it. his shit talking, right? We I, we talked about in our All Star episode. They mic this dude up. Um, oh yeah. my fuck, God. fucking finish it! <laughs> oh my God, he is probably one of my favorite baseball players right now. I'm gonna have to pay some more attention to him, especially the next time we play the White Sox. Yeah, but tell me about the offense in this one, um, and then we got yeah, we start- <laughs> we're, we're like, oh, let's keep it moving. Just wait, we haven't even gotten to the the storyline of this game. All right, so after some technical difficulties, we're back. Uh, and we're going to go ahead and talk about the uh, offense in the game one because uh, that's where we got cut off because for some reason the internet hates us. So we, And they don't want to see us win. Uh, Literally, it, it had a fucking meltdown. Yeah. Not that anybody cares. Yep. But we're back, and uh, we're going to go ahead and go ahead and get through the rest of these games and talk about some news, some standings, uh, and get through the rest of this episode. So game one, uh, we had... We struck out 12 times, had three walks. So all in all, that's pretty bad. Um, yeah, yeah, not great. Nope. And then uh, we left 13 runners on base again. Pretty bad. Um, we had nine hits in total. Um, everyone got a hit besides Robo and Yu Chang in this one. Um, Fran Mill kind of had a day. He went three for four uh, with that home run and two singles. So um, And three RBIs. three RBIs. Yeah, 48, 49, and 50. I don't know why that sticks out in my head, but. It does. Just because it's a nice even number. Yeah. It's kind of sexy. Um, and then, uh, other than that, like, we just couldn't string together hit. I mean, we scored runs in this one. I mean, what? We, we scored three? Four. Four. We scored but four in this thing one. Is, and that, like, that's, that's statistics show when we score four runs, we're usually pretty good. It's just the White Sox have a pretty yeah. potent offense. Yeah, four or more runs, and you win a set of tires yeah. in the, like, fifth, sixth inning, whatever. Now, the big one with this is, like, only two extra base hits, so Ahmed had a double and Fran Meal had a solo shot, which kind of has something to do with it. It's not everything. You're not going to always hit extra base hits. But 
And then I went, okay, well, I bet our runners in scoring position team batting sucked. Well, it's two for seven. I mean, that's almost a 300 clip. I yeah. did the math. I think it's 285. And so what it really amounted to is like, yeah, you had a little bit of traffic, but we just never really got a big hit. Even if Fran Meal literally every time he got a hit, got a run, uh, solo shot and two singles, right? Three RBIs. Or no, he had a two run. He had a two run single. So and then a solo. Yeah, but you know what I mean. It's just like outside of that, it's weird that every starter had a hit except for Perez and Chang. Yet just didn't. Yeah. And you went, you batted almost three hundred. You know, with runners in scoring position, but you only put up three runs. Yeah, it's just weird. It's like, yeah. you know, they didn't have a big. Must have left the bases loaded or something, and and not fully capitalized. Yeah, but. Hey, the big so once again we can't put the whole triangle together. Starting rotation sucks. Bullpen, um, a lot of foot traffic. Only two earned run is an awful for three and two thirds. It's not great, yeah, but I'd still say it's a bent side of the triangle. Uh, but you know the offense also just didn't. Yeah, it, this is a very banged up triangle. Yeah, in case anybody's wondering when we talk about putting offense, bullpen, and um, you know starting together. But listen, the number one storyline of this is. Tony Larusa is out of his goddamn mind. Yeah, and a uh, little you, little plug before, like we, put him down. before we get into this, right? If you haven't yet, which I don't think anyone has, uh, we made a TikTok about it. Right, I started a TikTok. For you us. made a TikTok. Yeah, uh, you made a at two one six baseball pod on TikTok, where we're probably going to post little little like news clips like that during like downtime of episodes, right? So you guys can still get some news, kind of like we do with Twitter, right? Um, but it'll be more like a uh, video reactions rather than just like us retweeting stuff and tweeting out our feelings uh so go follow us on tiktok there uh but yeah tony the russo looked like a uh a grandpa with dementia in this one right so obviously i mean every day yeah so we talked about it um abreu got yeah, so abreu yeah. gets hit in the head yeah and then by karen check and uh karen check is immediately, immediately shook Right, immediately, yeah, immediately upset, drops to his uh, knees, holds his head because no one wants to hit anybody. Like that's not what a good pitcher does. Um, and nobody was trying to hit anybody anyway because the bases are loaded in a competitive game, and we're trying to win a ball yeah. game. And nobody ever hits anybody in the head. So just to also double down on that. So as soon as Abreu gets hit in the head, Karen Chick drops to his knees. Robo immediately goes to check on him, and be like, "Hey, man, are you okay?" Right, and he calls for the trainer yeah. too. Like, dog, get yeah. out of here. And then out comes Tony Larusa's delusional dementia, Alzheimer's, where the fuck, drunk ass comes running out and gets in Roberto Perez's face. Right, I get it. You want to take care of your guys. You want to make sure your guys are okay. Right now, we're competitors. When something like this happens, everyone's a human being. Right, Robo's just checking on him. True. As soon as T- Tony Arusa puts his hands on Robo and is like pushing him away, as soon as that happens, you're in the wrong, right? No professional manager in baseball, right, should be putting their hands on anybody. No, no professional athlete should be putting their hands on anybody, right? Like stuff happens, yes. True. There's fights. It's not right. But that's the most unprofessional thing I've probably seen happen on the field, right? He's just making sure a, a colleague at the end of the day, their colleagues, right, is okay. So the fact that Tony LaRusso comes out, gets in Robo's face, their bench coach or whatever is like holding Tony LaRusso's back from, I, I don't know what Tony LaRusso thinks he's going to do, break a hip. But 
Like, yeah, true. He's gonna get his shit fucking rocked. Yeah, and no, I mean he that whole scene, and I I hope baseball like honestly finds him or suspends him. Like you can't touch somebody else. Like that's that's not a thing. Yeah, and uh, we had a tweet kind of blow up, which was kind of nice. Like for our standards, it was it was pretty good. Because uh, as soon as this happened, I watched it in live time, and I was fuming. I was like, what did I just watch happen? This drunk-ass, senile, old motherfucker runs out and shoves Robo when he's checking on his player. Who did? I understand. Protect your player. This is not how you do it. It was clearly not intentional. This thing was crazy. Walking down the line, you know, Franmil came out of our dugout as Abreu's walking to first base, and he's like, hey, dude, you know, of course it wasn't intended. Like, everybody's yeah. good. Karen check and Abreu hug. Yeah. That's the first time I've ever actually seen a pitcher and a player, like, have emotion when somebody gets dinged. And Tony LaRusso's drunk ass comes out. If you haven't seen him do the shuffle, go on our Twitter and see it. Like, or this TikTok, man out. Or go on our TikTok and see it. Or TikTok, good plug. This man literally comes racing out this like 83-year-old ass like he was mid-wipe in the bathroom <laughs> and someone said last call. Yeah. This man fucking Tony LaRusa shuffles like he's got a diaper, an old man diaper full of shit. And he's just waddling along like Psyduck, right? Any Pokemon fans out there to get to the fucking, to shove Robo. What did you think was going to happen? Some His family needs to all get together and honestly consider putting the old man down. Like the old girl is done, right? Like she's blind, she's deaf. Put them out of their own misery. Whoa, the family whoa, doesn't we're not talk about like, Angel Hernandez here. Calm down a little bit. Yeah, God, he's fucking nuts. Just like everything about this. And my favorite thing, and we can go on all day and we'll plug Twitter and TikTok. And we've we've said a lot about this. Is My favorite thing is that Fran Meal after the game, and this is a direct quote. He's told the White Sox, if any of our players get hit, this is personal. I take no shit on fucking purpose. We're not going to try to hit anybody on purpose. So me, personally, I'm not taking anything on purpose. It's a big problem if they hit me. And let me tell you, I was buckled in for Saturday's game. Yeah. And I'll take that transition. And let's because... talk about the... <laughs> if Fran Mill Reyes got into my face, right, immediately everything's calm because this is the type of man that's going to pick you up and throw you like you're at a, a metal concert in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Good. Good throwback. (laughs) Paul yeeted some kid. Yeah. In a Uh, death wall one time at a, but uh, of mice and men and a day to remember concert. Good times. (laughs) Great times. Um, but Fran Reyes will will do it to a grown man. I did it to, a. 17 year old kid yeah questionably sized individual yeah yeah i get it yeah i mean that it, listen i was locked in on saturday hoping that he was going to beat the shit out of tony la i think i tweeted that too. yeah i was like please do something so that he breaks the old man's hip but yeah talk yeah about- i mean that's fair it's because he's an old school manager and oh god pretend to do all this and it's like nobody wanted this it was really unfortunate thank god abreu's a tough son of a bitch yeah he's fine you know, and nobody wants this. Nobody's reaction. Thankfully, no, nobody thankfully wanted he this. wasn't hurt. He still played. He played the rest of the series, right? Yeah. Thankfully, he's hurt. It was just Franmil came out. They they hugged. They dabbed up. Whatever they did, right? They, they said something in Spanish, I think. And then Karen Check came over, gave him a hug. Me, right? And it was like, hey, man. And they were like, look, no hard feelings. Shit happens. The only person yeah. that was legitimately upset. Was Tony LaRusso. Oh, he instigated the whole thing. Yeah. 
He instigated the whole fucking thing. The dog. benches, it, like and you he can needs tell to be when the held accountable when the for bench that. is cleared, right? Everyone kind of looked around like, "What are we doing out here?" Yeah, and then they were all like, "No, we." They were all talking yeah. their shit, like which. I'm not going to lie, as a former baseball player, when benches clear, it's so much fun, right? Because you just get to yell at people. You just get to sit there and chirp, which is fun. Um, But, like, it's unnecessary at that point. Tony LaRusa instigated the whole thing, and everyone's kind of like, I don't even want to be out here right now. Yeah, Yeah, they hold players accountable for it. They need to, he not only put his hands on somebody else, he instigated a benches clearing incident. Yeah. 100% 100% him getting held back by his also senile third base coach. Like they're both running in place, like fucking mermaid man and barnacle boy. Like what are, what are we doing here? Looking like low grade backyard wrestling. Yeah. It, it was the craziest thing I've ever seen. I do not understand, but someone needs to come get they man's like, that is not it. Um, so we talked about that, and I'll segue. Game two, Saturday, right? We're all locked in, like, oh, please, like, just beat everybody up on the south side, Fran Mill. Um, McKenzie versus Keichel. And Indians come in, obviously, looking to get back in the win column after Karen Check gave up the lead in the eighth via a complete meltdown in a game that we played pretty well overall. Yeah. Like, it's the, the overall optics weren't great, but it's like we were in it with a contender. And, you know, we were, we were you know, slugging yeah. a little bit back and forth. And, and Maybe we're not winning a ton of games lately, but we kind of have some fight to us for once, which is awesome. And, hey, we got a brand-new leadoff hitter, right? Look who's Hot Boy Summer, right? Miles Straw Straw, joins the club for his debut. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, he is a sight for – he is definitely a sight for sore eyes, right? Uh, so quick scoring that, summary, wait, and I'm going to make this easy. Sight for sore eyes. Yeah, I realize that. It has a negative content. It has a – Yeah, it's a sight to see. Well, it has a – well, no, it, it can be used in a positive way, but it, it has kind of a connotation to okay. it. Okay. Because you could say, aren't you a sight for sore eyes? Yeah. Do like, you, and that, that doesn't mean I, it's negative. Usually that means like, wow, you look like shit, dude. I don't believe that's what it means. <laughs> Are you looking it up know. now? Oh, 100%. <laughs> no, but, but Michael Straw or Miles Straw. Yeah, one. No, 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 no. One whom it is a relief or joy to see, as in Linda, who had not seen him in 15 years, told him he was a sight for sore eyes. This idiom implies an appearance so welcome that it heals ailing eyes. Yeah. So. Yeah, I've never used or heard it in a positive connotation like that. Well, it is completely, it has a positive connotation. I feel like I should win the tiebreaker here. (laughs) All right. I literally sure. just read the dictionary.com. Sure. I know how to use. Anyway, so the quick scoring summary, I got to get this joke out, is that it's way too long and nobody wants to hear me go through this because it was a slug fest. Yeah, 23 Open runs. season. 23. 2 3. Yep. 2 3. So I'm going to try this highlight, okay? Um, and see how people react to this. And if you have a strong opinion on this kind of highlight versus our normal scoring summary, please give us feedback. Um, this is something that we've teetered on. So I'm going to try this one. We're going to just kind of hit the highlights. So yeah. Cleveland wins 12 runs, 13 hits, one error. Chicago, 11 runs, 11 hits, one error. And we'll try it a little different here and really looking for feedback. So please leave it. Comment on the YouTube, 216 Baseball, Twitter, something. We'll try it a little different. Yeah. So this game was a whirlwind, right? Yeah. Lots of ups, In lots that, of downs, lots of tears, lots of laughter, whatever you want to call it. There was this a shit was lot nuts. of everything. 
So basically, McKenzie's in here, so you know we're going to sweat a little bit. Chicago gets a run in the bottom of the second, and they get a run in the bottom of the third. Okay, um, I believe one of those was from their like third string catcher who um, I can't even remember his name. It's like Valdas or whatever it is. I should know this. Do Haas. Yeah, so the do do luck is a perfect no. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll look up his name. Yeah, but basically the dude's been batting one thirty six, has like no extra base hits, and he pops a solo shot off of McKenzie. What else is? Yeah, there? that was his first so home down, run of his career, right? Yeah, I think so. So he's down two. Uh, we're down two zero coming to the top of the fourth, and. Oh, God. Uh, I think Rosario, yeah, gets a solo shot in the top of the fourth. So we get a run back. We're down 2-1. And this would be more organized in the future. This game was just a cluster. All you need to know is in the bottom of the fourth, they're like third string catcher who had basically never had an ba- extra base hit or I don't even think a homer, uh, hits a grand slam off of McKenzie. So now we're down 6-1 to one going into the fifth inning, which is just the most Cleveland Indians thing um, that I think I've ever seen or heard of in my entire life. And I just remember, um, as it happened, sitting there, walking my dogs, like, I hate it here. You know, I, I don't really want to be a part of this. And so that's that's how that goes. Top of the fifth, though, you know, anything's possible. Owen Miller gets his first major league home run in the top of the fifth, followed by an Austin Hedges solo shot. So now... It's six to three. And you're like, okay, well, you know, that's interesting. We're just everybody. It's just the ball is flying out of the south side on Saturday night against Keuchel and McKenzie. So now it's six to three. Have a scoreless bottom of the frame. Top of the sixth. Okay. Anything is possible. And this is where we'll just hit the highlights. Top of the sixth, still down six to three. Fran Meal doubles to left field. He's fast scores Ahmed. So that's run number one. Then, Oscar Mercado doubles and scores Franmail. That's two runs in the top of the fifth. Then, Austin Hedges singles to right field. Oscar Mercado scores, and Owen Miller goes to third. That's three runs. Then, Yu Chang triples on a fly ball to right field, scoring Os- Owen Miller excuse me, and Austin Hedges. That's five runs. We dropped a five-piece nugget off in the top of the sixth inning against Michael Kopech. Anything is possible, yeah. folks. Yu Chang hit a triple. Yu Chang. Yeah. Yu Chang. Yeah. It <laughs> happened. So now we're up eight to six. Eight, eight to six, excuse yeah. me. Then in the top of the seventh, Harold Ramirez doubles and scores Rosario and, Ramir- and Jose. That happened. Yep. Now we're up 10 to six, folks. What is going on? Bottom of the seventh, though, his name's Sebi Zavala. It's his third home run of the night. To right field yep. off of Brian Shaw. And guess else? how many home runs he has in his uh, this season? Three. Three. <laughs> and he hit them all in one game. Yep. Dude came in batting 136, folks. Okay. So now, also in that inning, uh, Jose Abreu reaches on a fielding error. Um, this is where it gets a little messy. But basically, Tim Anderson scores on this. And they, they get another run across due to poor poor defense here. And this is kind of a cluster as I'm, I'm trying to do this. So now we're only leading 10 to 8 because Brian Shaw, folks. But top of the top of the eighth, Ahmed Rosario hits a sack flies and scores Yu Chang. 
And then Miles Straws to third gets to third on that. And then Jose Ramirez hits a ground rule double that brings Straw home. So now we're up twelve to eight. But in the bottom of the eighth, James Karinchak comes in, has another meltdown. Adam Angle hits a two-run shot to left field. So now they're we're only up twelve to ten. And then Jose singles to left field. So that scores Sebi Zavala. And now <laughs> We're we're only up by one run, twelve to eleven. But that's how it that's how it finishes, folks. As as rough as that might have been to listen to, a little disorganized. Twelve to eleven, we hold on. But good God, McKenzie, four innings pitched, four hits, three walks, six earned runs, two strikeouts. Dog, this is not it. It's not a good start at all. He gave up a solo shot and a grand slam to the White Sox part-time dishwasher. Okay. He cannot get out of he just his fundamental issue is not only control, but he cannot work out of big spots. He just yeah. doesn't do it. You it, know, that, that's part of being young. Like it's something that it you is, learn. but Eli Morgan's doing it. Eli Morgan's fucking doing it, dog. Like, this is a head case. Quit looking at fucking Instagram thoughts. And worrying about being a semi-pro apex player. Well, now he, okay. here you go. You, you after you said that next game he's going to pop off because that's what happened last time. Good. I hope it does. <laughs> he's out here, and don't get me wrong. People can have. I'm just being an ass. Like people can have stuff, but like you're a pro baseball player. Yeah. Worry about that. And then you know Garza comes in and gives you two innings of one walk ball and three strikeouts. He's low-key sneaky, and he actually gets the dub based on the way this all plays out. And that bridges you to the bullpen, right? So you got through six now, thanks to Garza. Brian Shaw, though, three hits, two runs, one of those is earned, no strikeouts, and he only gives you a third of an inning because Brian Shaw. Nick Sandlin comes in, gives you two-thirds of perfect ball and a strikeout, okay? So, all right, we made it to the eighth inning. Karen Check only gives you one freaking out, though, on two hits, a walk, and three earned runs. Because we can have nothing nice. I was I saw Klasse, something about I'll, I'll try to pull up the exact stats, but someone pulled up the stats on Karen Check since they banned the sticky stuff. Oh, I have it. You have it? I have Is it. Is it in yeah. here? Yeah, it's in it's in the notes here. Yeah, we'll go over it in a second. Okay. But yeah, so Klasse has to give you an inning and two third of two hit. No run ball, thank God. But God, man, Klasse, Shaw throws twenty four pitches. Karen Check only throws twelve, and just God, how do you throw twelve pitches and give up three earned runs? Three earned. Klasse twenty three pitches, so he's all. But I mean, we just tank the bullpen. Yeah. Um, well, you're you're, you're playing a, a a division rival, b a World Series contender, and the person that's above you in the division, right? So when you have a lead, yeah. you got to throw the kitchen sink at it and, and try to get the win when you can. So you got to do everything you can in the situation. So Class A does have to give you five outs. True. Hey, there's a lot to talk about on offense, though. Yeah. We, uh, we this was like a this was an experiment kind of game yeah. to to try. Although it's easy when uh, when you score twelve the type runs. Of, yeah, in, in the way that we yeah. did it. Walk me through this, because so, this is buckle yeah, up. Yeah, so we... Eight strikeouts to three walks, right? Which is pretty good, right? Um, yeah, not, not terrible, not great, but it, it's, it's I would say, above average for where we sit this season. Um, and, we, and just in general, yeah. that's not that shabby. Uh, but we left 10 runners on base, but all things considered, we scored 12 runs. 
So we had a lot of runners in position, and you're obviously not going to get all of them in. So, yeah, anytime we score 12 runs, I honestly, offensively, I'm not going to complain about anything. Every single starter had a hit, um, and every starter but Straw in the leadoff spot had an RBI in this one. You heard that right. Every starter but the leadoff had an RBI. Yeah. And can I say, we went 6 for 14 with runners in scoring position, which equates to a 428 batting average with runners in scoring position this game. Yeah. So, and then, yes, yes, on please. top of that, right? Give me these highlights. Yeah. This is nuts. The largest deficit we've overcame this year because we were down 6 to 1. Season high, 10 extra base hits, six doubles, oh a my triple, God. and three home runs. Sir, sirs, what what is going Gentlemen, on, gentlemen? Um, ten extra base hits. Yeah. Ten of our thirteen hits were extra base hits. That is absurd. Yeah, uh, yeah. We talked about all the. That stars. is absurd. We talked about all the. Dude, that is absurd. <laughs> I cannot get my. That is that is like one of the craziest fucking things that's happened this season. 10 of 13 hits were extra base hits. That is absurd. Yeah. And our pitching kind of had a meltdown, and we still won. Yeah, that's because we had 10 extra base hits. (laughs) What the fuck? Yeah. We talked about the nine starters all getting hits. um, And the six for 14 with runners in scoring position. Um, We're 35 and 14 with two hits with runners in scoring position. That's a really interesting yeah, stat. It's, it's like I mean, we didn't do this obscure, work. This was, but like, it, good to yeah. know that when we hit in the clutch, we win at like a sixty-seven percent win. And there's another kind of obscure one, right? First Still win when allowing eleven plus runs since May 29th, two thousand ten, against the Yankees, when we won thirteen to eleven. Wow! So going all the way back to 2010, 11 years ago. Yeah. Jeez. Throwing it back to when the Yankees so t- fucking ran shit. True. <laughs> I just can't even believe that. This like, this next stat is what surprises me. Like, not surprises me. Like, it makes sense. But, like, it kind of caught me off guard. With It doesn't surprise me because he's on my fantasy team. Yeah. You mind if I run through yeah, it? Yeah, go for it. So, up until the Sticky Stuff ban... Okay, up until, we'll just call it July 1st yeah. or whatever. Um, I think it's just up until, yeah, up until July. So his ERA was 2.47. He had a 15.4 Ks per nine, which is absolutely absurd. That is Bonkers. insane. Yeah, that's like 1.75 strikeouts per every inning, you know, so almost two. A .99 whip. His opponent's OPS was 491. League average is like 700, folks, and that's still not great. 715. 491. That's crazy. His fielding and independent pitching, which just basically takes out any defensive miscues and just smooths it all out. It's We're getting a little gritty here, but he had a 284 ERA, and his hard hit percentage was only 23% of the time, which is pretty good. Since... Just July, right? Up to this date. His ERA after Sticky Stuff, 736. He's only has a nine Ks per nine, so one per inning, which is below, I'd say, below average, especially for someone that's got nasty stuff. 
a 173 whip, which is disgusting, an opponent OPS of 923, which means that they are beating the shit out of the ball when he throws it. His fielding independent pitching is a 561. He's He has had some bad defensive luck and stuff, but still a 561. That's double. That's quite literally double. Yeah. Uh, just under, I mean, to a decimal, but a double his ERA even when you take out poor defensive stuff because he's had a couple hard breaks. And his hard hit percentage is 44%. So almost half of everything is statistically measured to be like a hard hit ball. Yeah. Which I won't get into all that, but just they're beating the shit out of the ball. Like, yeah. he's not fooling anybody. He's running a track meet out on the bases, and he's just getting smashed. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I remember what beginning of the year, uh, like back before they, they were cracking down on everything, and there's all these videos. I think I texted you about it, and I was like, he's 100%. Oh, you, you said it on here, yeah, too. He was 100%. Like, he wasn't even hiding it. No, he was one of the people that had like a gold mine yeah. of it on his glove, and just and he has got to figure it out. Yeah. His control is everywhere. He has to, I, I mean, work some bullpens. I don't know, but yeah, I mean, fuck, Class A's kind of locked it in now, so we, we need him to because we need that eight and nine. True, and I mean. The thing is, this is kind of like, yes, last season, right? Same shit happened to him. The first half, unbelievable. Second half, he became like a head case. And that's kind of what we're seeing. And it's just painful. But I don't know. Anyway, game three, series finale, Sunday afternoon, Quantrill versus Dylan Cease. Indians come in, hey, trying to win the series in Sunday's rubber match. And we played competitive ball. Was it pretty? No. Neither game was pretty. But we played competitive ball. We had some. We had some bullets, right? We're shooters in the streets, and we, we and have kept coming. Cal Control, who uh, is playing out of his fucking Ooh. mind right now. He really is, and you know, trying to, you know, we played back to back games at competitive ball against a World Series contender. Uh, so that, you know, only one good outcome there, and a crazy one on Saturday, right? And frustrating on Friday night, but. Overall, played pretty well. So quick scoring summary. This one will be uh, traditional and quick. Top of the third, Miles Straw hits a leadoff solo shot to center field. And the Tribe strikes first, taking a 1-0 lead. Yep, that's what we got Welcome to the land, I think he's going to hit 60. Come on, let's go. I saw a tweet that was like, Miles Straw, Homer, and every uh, one and every six (laughs) at-bats. He could definitely keep up that pace. (laughs) Bottom of the fifth. I know, isn't that a good tweet? Bottom of the fifth, Brian Goodwin leads off the inning. He reaches first base on a fielding error by shortstop Ahmed Rosario. What else is new? Lurie Garcia then grounds out to Quantrill for the first out, uh, but that gets Goodwin over to second. Selby Zavala then walks, and with two outs, Cesar hits an infield single to third base to load him up. Jose Abreu then gets hit by a pitch to walk in a run again. That's the second time in the series. White Sox tie it. Oh, sorry. Third time he's gotten hit in the series. Second time it brought a run around because the bases were juiced. Sox tied up at one apiece, and dog, that ain't it. Um, anyway, bottom of the ninth, though. So, yeah. So, 1-1 one, one in the fifth now, and it takes all the way to the bottom of the ninth, right? One out. Yep. Brian Goodwin walks it off. Solo shot to right field. That's a sixth of the year. White Sox take the series finale in dramatic fashion. Quick line. Chicago, two runs on four hits and no errors. Uh, Cleveland, one run on four hits and one error. And uh, I'll make this very clear. It was the offense's fault. Quantrill shoved. Yeah. Six innings. Three hits. 
one run, zero earned runs. Again, because of that Ahmed, right? That's an unearned run. So six innings, three hits, no earned runs, four walks, six strikeouts, and gets a no decision in this one. No earned runs across six innings against a very potent offense in a hitter's park. In the summer, that is a hitter's park. He had some struggle with some control at times. Four walks and a hit by pitch in six innings. Okay? That's that's a little rough. Doesn't matter. He is in complete control and continues to show that he has control when he gets into trouble. The exact opposite of McKenzie, right? He can work out of it. So it's not pretty, but he works out of it. He gets the job done. And at the end of the day, he comes to the ballpark. You know, that stuff. Packs a lunch. Yep. Sets it down on the mound. Goes to fucking work. So I, he's like, uh, yep. You can't, you can't complain just about a, it, man. Exactly. I'm not going to get too gritty and down on it. He he worked out of it. Yeah. His ERA is down to three four. Bullpen in this one gives you two and a third of one hit, one earned run, no walk, three strikeout ball. They're asked to give you three innings. They didn't have to, unfortunately, because of the walk off. Where you know we're in Chicago, it's the bottom of the ninth. And I mean, yeah, it sucks, right? We could make jokes about the Wickren special, but there's nobody else left in the pen. That's baseball. Karen Check can't be Here's used. Here's the thing, right? Shaw can't be used. He goes, he gives you an inning and a third, and his only hit was that walk off. That's baseball, man. You're going to try to make competitive yeah. pitches. You're going to try to get stuff past people, and people are going to hit the ball. And let's be honest, yep. right? Brian Goodwin can fucking smack. Yeah. So, like, you gave up a shot to people to a shooter. It, it, it happens, right? So, well, I mean, it's only a sixth. It's only a sixth bomb of well, the year. It's only a sixth bomb, I mean, but he hits the ball hard a lot. Yeah, he does, so and he got it over that. I think it was a right field yeah. ball. He just kind of like lasered but it over that, there. That's that's what I'm saying. Like the the dude hits not bombs but missiles. The their laser beams yeah. coming off the bat, and he, he he's a doubles machine. And sometimes a, a squirrel finds a nut and it gets over the fence. True. I mean, Parker gives you a perfect seventh. And then, I mean, again, Wickren's asked to give you an inning and a third because Karinchek and Klasse yeah. are toast. And, I mean, you can't go to Karinchek. He's already used and sucks and can't do anything. Shaw's an idiot. I, fuck, Shaw sucks uh, regardless. But he didn't want to go. Th- I mean, it's just, what do you do yeah. here? I, at the end of the day, you know, um, the offense blew this one. You get an incredible start. You know, the bullpen gives up one run and you lose the game. That's absurd. Like, um, you know, you get four hits. And we held them to four hits. So this was a pitching duel. Yeah. Right? Um, but tell me about the offensive stats. I mean, um, they're in a lot I of mean, them. This yeah. isn't going to take long. Yeah. We struck out ten times to only one walk. Fucking gross. Why? You're going to bat on ball, right? If you're striking out ten times, you're not hitting the ball. You're not seeing the ball well. You got to put the ball in play. Get runners on base. And then get those runners in. And that leads into we left seven runners on base, which isn't great, which but isn't terrible. The reason why it's bad is because we only had four hits, so runners weren't on base for us to bring in, right? Well, well, when we did have them on, we didn't do anything. Yeah. You know, we we had seven opportunities. That's why I think it's kind of gross. You know, we just didn't do anything when they were on base. Yeah, uh, Straw had that solo shot. Um, Ahmed had two doubles, and Framo had a single. Nothing else. Yep. And that's it, folks. Yep. 0 for 6. 0 for 6 with runners in scoring position. So, so 0 for 6. That's not how you fucking win games. I will say the one positive. So, it sucks. We dropped the series, right? But and that's not fun. Honest, but we played competitive we, we talk, ball, we man. We talked about it, right? Don't get swept. 
You're playing a very yep. good White Sox team that added dominant pieces with Kimbrel, right? I mean, Cesar, we we know Cesar very well. And it's still throwing me off like when you're doing the scoring summaries and you're like, oh, Cesar, Cesar hit a single. I'm like, wait, we were on defense. But um, yeah, right, they sure. added, they oh, added, <laughs> they plugged holes for positions that they need. And and they're going to get Eloy Jimenez and Luis Robert yeah. back. Fun fact. And they so have that, two, they, two studs. They have two of debatably the best closers in the MLB right now. They do. Yeah. Uh, they're just objectively. Yeah. Like, objectively, they have, like, two of the very best. So, Both they lead in it and just their stats. Exactly. They're absurd. And they don't need and it. And Liam Hendricks, my favorite baseball, one of my favorite baseballs, right? Baseball players right now, because Daniel Vogelbach's my favorite baseball player, which get yeah, healthy, King. His hamstrings unit. messed up. Round in third base. Oh, Everyone's no. seen that video. It was pretty funny. Hate to see it. But, uh, I absolutely hate yeah, to see it. Yeah. Like, uh, Liam Hendricks is fucking hilarious. He is. Yeah. Can I tell you the one thing I liked about this? And I mean, you, you were looping it all yeah. together, right? Is I liked, okay, in the in the fifth inning, Cal, you know, the hit by pitch, unfortunately, brings him in, but it's an unearned run, right, with the bases loaded. But he works out of it. And I think there was only one out, too, like when the bases were mm-hmm. loaded. And he, you know, he just gives up the unearned. Cal comes off the mound walking back to the, uh, you know, the visitor's dugout. And the fans are giving it to him because obviously he hit a Brayu for the third and time. And he literally had his yeah he let his he took his glove off right he's walking back and he has his hands up and he just goes like this and he goes come on <laughs> and he's like nodding his head talking that shit yeah. talking that talk your shit king he literally's like come on come on and he's like putting his chin up right like come on I want to hear it yeah come on what do you got to say yep and it's just like oh that's a bad man yeah. my favorite thing is watching players that are balling out talk shit right yep. like that like the walk off that i was talking about with uh javier baez right true and he takes that yeah which he did i was wrong while doing that they they didn't sweep that was the only game they won what happened was um the series prior to that when they got into that that little screaming match right Mm-hmm. Uh, Amir did this the the sweeping motion, so oh, he was like, gotcha. "Oh yeah, you're so he yeah. got it back." He's like, "Oh well," and as soon as this ball left the bat, Javier Baez is talking shit. Like as soon like he's he's still in the batter's box. Yeah, he just needed a sack fly, yeah. and he knew as soon as he hit it, whether it was a hit or yeah. not, it, it won but the game. Stuff like but... that is what gets my rocks off. Hell yeah. All right, talk to talk to me about who's hot. Yeah, so uh, we're gonna go ahead and take Jose off the hot list, right? He didn't have a bad series, but you can't simmer. Well, he was on watch. Yeah. He was like, uh, we were like, they're not warming up; they're kind of on watch. Yeah. But he was sitting at like a what we say, I think a six point five. Yeah, something just like something that. to watch. He had a he's decent, down, he had he's a pretty down, good series. He's down to like a five now, right? So we can't have him on the watch list. He didn't have a bad series at all. Went three for twelve with a run, two RBIs. One walk, four strikeouts, and a stolen base. Which, lately, he's been playing better than he was leading up to the All-Star yep. break and right after the All-Star break. We kind of gave him those couple days of rest um, and, and kind of let him recuperate a little bit. Uh, and he's bounced back pretty well from it. And he's been playing a lot better than he was the past couple, the past month-ish. Yeah, he's playing a little bit better. It's just not enough to get on. Yeah. 
You know, he can't simmer. We're just keeping an eye. Yeah. But you know who's staying on? Fucking Cal Quantrill. Tell me. Because holy oh. shit. If if you would have told me that Zach Plesak, Shane Bieber, and Aaron Savali were all going to be on the IL list, right? And that our rotation would have consisted of Cal Quantrill, Eli Morgan, Tristan McKenzie, kind of, JC Mejia, and whoever else we can throw in there. And Cal Quantrill would be putting up a 1-0 record, 23 innings pitched, 3 earned runs, 15 hits, 10 walks, and 18 strikeouts with a 1.17 ERA and a 1.09 whip, I would have called you a fucking crackhead. That's across his last four starts. 1-0, but 23 innings pitched with 3 earned runs. And again... These are against good teams. The yeah. White Sox. The Athletics. What was it? The Astros. The, the Rays. Astros, oh, sorry. The A's. Yeah. It was. It, yeah. Astros. Uh, Rays. A's. At, yeah. Astros. Rays. Yeah. God damn it. A's. Rays. Astros. Rays. White yeah. Sox. Four fucking contenders. Yeah. And the dude bald. And he's just like, I'm dropping dick. Yeah. Off. Give it to me. Let me hear it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love yep. it. So he's a nine point five. Yeah, he's a hot boy. And I literally put fire emojis. <laughs> he is a hot boy. Yeah. He can't. He's up there at one of the hottest stretches of anybody yeah. this year. I mean, he is just holy shit. And then our boy Fran Mill is going on the list. Not only because he's Give calling out Tony Larusa, being like, "I'll fucking fight you," but because he had a series <laughs> yeah, true. five for thirteen with two runs, four RBIs, a home run, no walks, four strikeouts, and a stolen base. Yeah, so that's come that's on. pretty good. Last seven Fuck. games, batting three fifty seven with a three seven nine OBP, a seven fourteen slugging, and a one zero nine three OPS. This dude just got off the got- IL like three weeks ago. He's seven fourteen slugging and almost a one point a one dot one yeah. OPS, just just a hair under a one dot one. He's ten for his last twenty eight with four runs, six RBIs, three home runs, and a stolen base. Because he's so fast yeah. and he's like six five, yeah. so like a his fucking legs are fairly long. at you. Yeah, like a, like turning a battleship yeah. around the bases, baby. It is something to see in the harbor. That is the infield he's, dirt. He's sitting so. at a nine on the scale. That gets my rocks yeah. going. Talk to me about Ahmed. What are we? Is Ahmed Rosario's going on the list too, baby. Because yeah, you want to talk about a surprise? <laughs> as I was doing the research, listen to these Five, numbers, everybody. Four, listen close. The White Ho- the White Sox, White Hawks, White Sox series. There's two teams in the MLB called named after Sox. Just so we're all aware. <laughs> yeah. um, just in case anybody <laughs> wants to cry, about uh, Guardians. Four runs, two RBIs, a home run, two walks, two strikeouts. Three doubles and a solo shot against the White Sox, baby. The last seven games. 80% of his hits the last were extra base seven hits. seven games. This man batting 346 with a 400 OBP, a 615 slugging, and a 1.015 OPS. If I bet you $100 to guess who on the team was had that slash line in the last seven games, I would win $100 <laughs> because you would never guess that it was Ahmed Rosario. Yeah. I was shocked. I saw he had a good series, so I started digging a little bit. I'm like, yeah, he has been playing better. And then I saw that he Ahmed has got a 615 slugging in a one dot OPS? What? I will say I disagree with the nine because I think he has to come down a couple points because defensively he hasn't been there. Oh, you're right. 
So we'll call it an 8.25? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll update I'm, it right I'm now. I'm happy with an 8.25. Okay, that's fair. You're right. You're right. This is a this is an open and honest communication pod. Yeah. So As all good just to recap, are. Jose True. Jose is off a watch slash warming up. He was yeah. uh Cal Quantrill stays on and goes up to a nine and a half. Fran Meal's on at a nine. Ahmed's on at like an eight point two five, and it would be hotter, but just defense. But talk defense. to me about who's not. Um Bobby Bradley's True. coming off the who's not list because he just didn't play. The dude's yeah. big slumps. And me and my dad actually had a decent conversation about it, right? Bobby Bradley's part of our future. Whether like it Oh it's he is. Just, so, every kid goes through this. We talked about this the last episode, right? Every kid coming up through the MLB goes through this, and he just has to figure out his way to get past it. And it's going to take him a while. And the biggest thing is he was flying – he was playing really well when he first came up. Up until he started mm-hmm. slumping, he was playing very well. And the the drop was so drastic and so fast that it makes it seem worse, Right. If he was going yeah. from batting, what I think he was batting like two eighty something, right, yeah. and and hitting home runs would seem like every other game. And if he would have gone down to like, ooh, maybe batting like two seventy to like two sixty, he went from batting like two eighty to batting like one ninety in like a week and a half. True. So I will say though, it's because he had a really really bad. Like, he's been bad. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But, like, it, it's been – it was being really good to being really bad. Like, there wasn't, like, oh, I'm playing out of my mind to, like, okay, now I'm playing, like, average baseball. Okay, now I'm playing yeah. pretty bad to now I'm playing really yeah, he bad. Like jumped it off the cliff. Really good, like, what we – way better than what we were expecting to really bad in a snap. Yeah. True. So, that – He's just got to get it back. Yeah. And I, look, and I mean, he didn't I'm play a, at all. I'm a Bobby Bradley stan. I always will be. So I'm going to go up to bat for this man. But yeah, hopefully he comes back. Hopefully he can ball. True. Well, if you go up to bat for him, make sure you don't fucking strike out. Anyway, tell me about Harold, Harold Ramirez. Ramirez. He was on last he's, week and we you hate to see he's it. He's coming off. Yeah, you hate to see it because this dude has been out of nowhere, right? Uh, Randy Orton, yeah. RKO, off the top rope, out of nowhere. Out of literally nowhere. Nobody <laughs> yeah. knew this guy existed. Um, he, went, he went three for nine, so batting three, three, three. Doesn't get much better than that, right? Like, True. above average. Can't complain. But he didn't score, had two RBIs. Excuse me. Didn't walk and had three strikeouts. Two doubles in game two. Snaps an 0 for extra base hit skid. He went 0 for 39 in... Uh, at bats, or he went thirty nine at bats without getting an extra base hit. Right, yeah. so he had two he had in two game two doubles so in game two. No better way to that. to bust that wide open, I guess. True. So he's off. Yeah, and and, I, and then I, I I'm sorry, Paul, but I had to, you need me to no, read it. Or I got, got it. it. Just I'm a bit emotional, right? Roberto Perez is. The literal definition of ice cold right now. He's 0 for 19 the last in his last seven games with four walks, nine strikeouts, and a 174 OBP. The last 15 games, seven for 51 
with three home runs, four walks, and 18 strikeouts. Batting 137, a even 200 OBP, a 3-3-3 slugging, and a 5-3-3 OPS. Robo. Which, that's really bad, but those stats are only because of those three home runs that he randomly hit out of absolutely nowhere. Otherwise, he's got like four singles and 51 at-bats. Or, what would that be? 44 at-bats. Robo. 18 strikeouts. If you knock. hear this. Please. I'm Please. begging. Big, big Robo fan over here. Right? I need you to get out of this. For my soul. Yeah. Right? It's bad. It, it's real bad right now. But again, like it's... This stuff happens in baseball. He's just getting off the... Like, not just getting off the aisle, but... He's, he's pretty much like... He was out for what three months, two months, two and a yeah. half. Two so and he's a half pretty ish. much like starting a new season almost, right? So he's got to find it again, and and kind of work his way back. Um, so hopefully he can find it because big Robo guy over here, real big Robo guy, huge Robo, yeah. So quick uh, standings update though. So well, Bobby off. Harold off, and then Robo's ice cold, yep. unfortunately. But quick Central, uh, AL Central standings. Tribes nine games back of the White Sox at this time, 51 and 51. Um, not playing great. Four and six in our last 10. And it seems like every episode that's what we're saying. Uh, Detroit is in third place, 12 games behind the White Sox. They're four and six in their last 10, so they've cooled off. Kansas City in fourth place, 16 games behind the White Sox. They're six and four in their last 10, and they're on a three-game skid as of um, you know, Sunday night. Uh, Minnesota, <laughs> they've just given up 18 games behind, three and seven in their last 10. Um, just not it. But I mean, the White Sox have got this central one, and barring, you know, a crazy implosion in Detroit, right? I mean, we're gonna get second place like we kind of thought, and the rest is a moot point. As far as the wild card, again, we'll only do it up to five hundred. Uh Boston, so went on a four game skid, four and six in their last ten. So they actually slide away from the AL East leader into the first uh wild card spot. So the home team in the one game playoff. They have a three game lead over Oakland who for a while there was on a skid, but bounced it out lately. Five and five in their last 10, um, and they won their last game, Oakland did. So they're the one everybody's chasing as we work backwards. And Oakland, New York Oakland is, got your boy from the Nationals. They got my boy? Jan Gomes. True. I love me some Jan yeah. Gomes. I forgot they got yep. him. You're right. Damn. I don't know why I thought he went to another team. Uh, but New York's uh, the first team trailing Oakland. Um, they just got Anthony Rizzo and literally Joey Gallo. So fuck me. Uh, they're two and a half games back, six and four in their last 10, and they've won three in a row. Toronto, three and a half back. They're six and four in their last 10, and they've won four in a row. They swept, I believe, the Royals and won the last game against the Red Sox. And they're back in the um, Rogers and, Center this week against Yep, us. they're back in Canada. So they're feeling good. So they're going to be dangerous. And we'll talk about yep. that. Seattle slipped to the third farthest back. Uh, well, not th- third farthest, but third place there back when they were, they were the ones right there leaning in three and a half back as well. So they're tied with Toronto, but just the win percentage is one one hundredth of a point less five and five in their last 10. And they've dropped two in a row. So uh, Oakland, New York and Toronto have been winning. So that 
that sucks that they're sliding. They're kind of a, a hometown hero. And then we're at 500, so we will uh, obviously chart us six and a half back, four and six in our last 10. And I mean, you know, it's a it's a long shot. We kind of talked about just being realistic here. So I got some good momentum. You mind if I just keep going? Go for we'll it. just pound through this Go news. For it. I just feel good. I'm pumped. Um, so I did want to bring this up. So one of our top prospects is a shortstop. His name's Tyler Freeman. He's the real deal. And unfortunately, uh, this was like, God, right after we shot the last or recorded the last episode. Um, Tyler Freeman out for the season due to some labrum concerns, which is not good from one of your top prospects. And luckily, a couple days later, found out that he's not expected to undergo surgery again on his labrum. Uh, but he'll be able to rest and rehab it. And he is 100% considered to be ready for 2022 spring training. So get better, dude. Not what you want to see. Yeah. And uh, I actually want to say that happened like right after the Tito thing. And that's when I was like, I'm going to jump in front of the train. <laughs> like, holy, it all happened in a row. And then on Monday, it's just a real quick transaction note. Uh, Bobby Bradley and Eli Morgan were recalled. Um, and this was so yesterday before the J series, they were recalled. Um, Yu Chang and Daniel Johnson were both optioned back to AAA because Eli Morgan needed to make the start because he is wonderful. And wait till we tell you about that in a couple days. Um, and yeah, good to have Bobby Bradley back. Um, yeah. And then hopefully he can come back. Hopefully that being down there, uh, and getting some at bats and that, I'm sorry about this fucking plane. Um, but hopefully he can go down there, get some hacks on, uh, and kind of take some more batting practice and then get in some of these games down in Columbus and, and, uh, rake out a little bit, man. True. Just clear your head. And then this is really quick and we won't talk about it too much, but, um, also on Monday, Indians released, uh, right-handed pitcher Zach Godley from Columbus. Who cares? Right. But I, I believe we brought it up when we added him. He came from, was he the guy from uh, the Diamondbacks, right? Or no, he was Maybe. before that. This was like, this was when I was in Puerto Rico for my honeymoon. This was like late June-ish. Remember that we added a couple random people like Brad Peacock? Yeah. And I think we added Zach Godley and he was a reliever. And I was like, dude, this guy's never been good in his entire life. I think it was that dude. Well, we released him. So whatever. See you later. Um, yeah. And we'll wrap this up because this is a long one and we knew it would be. Uh, quick thing, four games against the Blue Jays. So it's going to be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday here because I know the days of the week. Uh, Monday's game is the 307 start that happened yesterday, but we'll act like it didn't happen. It's going to be Eli Morgan, who's 1-3 with a 7-4-7 ERA. I love his cute little face and that that low fastball and changeup. Mm. Uh, versus Robbie Ray, uh, veteran guy, 9-5 and five with a 3.04 ERA. So that's going to be tough. In Rogers Center, uh, they're pumped up, right? And then Tuesday, so tonight's game, 707 start. Plesak, 6-3, 4-2-6 ERA. Versus Hinjin Ryu, um, who's their ace, left-handed pitcher, ten and five with a three-two-six ERA. He can ball out on uh, Wednesday. Seven oh uh, seven start as well. JC Mejia, who's one and six with a seven-six ERA Ugh. against Steven Matz, who's eight and six with a four-five-eight ERA. And then the finale on uh, Thursday, seven o'clock start as well. McKenzie one and four. T-Max. T Mac six dot one one ERA versus Ross Chicken Strip Stripling uh, four and six with a four seven five ERA. He's also on my fantasy team. Did you just uh, say Chicken Strips? Yeah, Ross Chicken Strip Stripling. Um, 
and uh, no, you can't just zoom right past that. Oh, what the I'm, fuck? I'm glad you enjoyed that. The fact that that went through your brain and you're like, oh yeah, that's definitely his new nickname, Chicken Strips. I don't know what else to say, but I'm happy you <laughs> liked it. I love that you loved it so much. Um, but anyway, so Blue Jays come in 54 and 48. Uh, they're six and four in their last ten. They picked up Brad Handjob at the uh, deadline, so have fun with uh, our dead weight. Uh, he came over from the Nationals, who did a fire sale, which is just crazy. Trey Turner yeah. and Scherzer to the fucking Dodgers, and then Jan Gomes to the A's. I'm going to try and get Schwarber. all this right. Brad, yeah, Schwarber to the Red Sox, who really needed a first baseman, and then Brad Handjob to uh, Toronto. So. God, what's if you're a Nationals about, fan, Jesus. What's crazy about Schwarber, right? This dude does not get enough credit. He can, You can literally put this man at any position on a baseball field, and he can play. Besides uh, he's, a, he's a piss-poor outfielder. Like, let's just not. You don't, don't suck him off too hard. Okay, look dude at him match. in the 2016 World match. Series. He played really good defense in the outfield against us in the World Series. He played okay defense. It was uh, he made a couple of very good plays. They put him out there just because he could mash, and he's the greatest yeah. thing since Babe Ruth. But yeah, no, he had a hell of a season. He started out with a crap start, and then he went on that like fifteen home runs in like a month streak yeah. or like three and a half weeks. It was it was nuts. But yeah, yeah the dude the dude can mash. Um, but and Blue Jays, he's a natural yeah. catcher, so he has a special spot in my heart. I know he does. I know you love that about him. But like we said, they're happy to be home. They just got back to Canada for the first time since 2019 in that yeah. series before us against the Royals. Um, and listen, I was pulling up these stats. The Astros we talked about, and this is running really long, so try and keep it quick. But listen, them and the Astros are just crazy. Right now, they lead the whole league. Uh, the Blue Jays do, excuse me, in home runs. They also lead the league in slugging percentage as a team with a 458 slugging, which is unheard of. Um, they also lead the league with a 786 OPS. They lead all of baseball. Um, so when they hit, they hit really hard. Yeah, and that's and it because they, that they have Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Yep. Who who's is trying to run the Triple Crown, even though yeah, I think Sho- Shohei will. Him and Shohei Otani are the two most interesting people to watch in baseball right now. Yeah, and Marcus Simeon's popping the fuck off. George Springer's finally back yeah. from the yeah. Never forget, literally a guy they gave like a hundred something to in the off season uh, was out for most of the year, so it's not really fair. And he's your lead off hitter, so uh, just go fuck myself. Uh, so they're going to be tough, and we come in fifty one and fifty one. We're staying above five hundred, four and six in our last ten. And hey, I mean this is going to be rough. Don't get swept. Um, you know, uh, hopefully another good start from Morgan, just kind of shifting yeah. gears where we're at with this. Hopefully see Plesak versus Ryu. Hopefully that's an interesting game that's happening right now as we're recording yeah. this. They're, they're, Listen. Uh, Ryu, Ryu, however you pronounce it, Ryu. However you pronounce it right? Uh, he's their ace going up against Plesak, who right now is our ace. So it's going to be a hell of a matchup. True. Quantrill's our ace right now. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to be honest. If you're a betting person, don't bet any money on us winning Wednesday. Mejia versus Mats. That's going to be a bloodbath. I'm just trying to be realistic. And McKenzie versus Stripling could be interesting. I could see that getting a little high scoring. But hey, these guys mash. So the pitching is going to have to figure it out. coin flip at this point if he's going to True. perform or not. And this and is not the that team. that you dogged him and talked about his Instagram thoughts, right? Hopefully he it comes up heads this time. 
I hope so. I think today or yesterday was his birthday, so happy birthday to T Mac. Yeah. But uh Today but is yeah. Brady Sizemore's birthday, by the way. Ayo, man, what a guy. Yeah. But all right. Well, hey, thanks so much for listening. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, follow, and consider leaving us a review. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at 216BaseballPod. And remember, you can now watch the uh, podcast on YouTube at 216BaseballPod as well. So same at for everything, I guess. Yeah. But we'll just plug and everything. TikTok. And TikTok. You can yeah. watch somebody floss and yeah. listen to the same fucking songs over and over on loop. <laughs> the most obnoxious app. But I will say I liked your video I just yeah. did, just to get the crowd going here, just so it's not a complete dumpster fire. I liked your video. You did a good job. <laughs> so go check that out. But hey, we'll be back on Friday to give you an update on the Blue Jays series for everybody that listened all two hours to this mammoth episode. Thanks for sticking with us. And go Tribe, baby. Roll Tribe. <laughs>